0: I'm Amber, and I'm Leslie, and you're listening to
1: the The Grimm Mystics.
0: everybody good evening good morning how are you oh i'm
1: good how are you i'm good and explorers yeah. yeah tell us how you're doing
0: <laughs> okay oh you're doing good i'm so glad <laughs> how are you feeling uh i'm feeling much better Way are you better than i was last last week
1: yeah mm. good okay yeah and for people who don't know leslie has had the vid finally she's surviving I know I still haven't gotten it like I, I know I legitimately I mean at least I have not come up positive on a test when I thought that I've had it so does that mean I haven't had it
0: I think so like yeah. and that's how it was for me every time I thought I was going to get it or every time I thought I had it mm-hmm. yeah, I always tested negative yeah until this round
1: well, and I don't think, like, in the beginning, you know, they said that people could be, like, was it asympt- asymptomatic? Is that how they described it? So, like, you could have it but not show any signs. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think that's a thing anymore because they don't talk about it anymore.
0: I don't think with this It's variant, made its rounds
1: I enough that, like, it's had to have touched a lot of people.
0: <laughs> yeah, this one's called, like, the Corolla. Oh, my and God. It's,
1: it's different. Yeah. I, it's just, it's going to, I think it's going to be, like, our next thing, like, the flu like we're going to get our flu shots every year we're going to get our COVID shots every year and they're just the flu is always mutating and changing and same with COVID so hopefully someday they can combine the two and maybe we only have to get one shot a year
0: maybe that's you know it's funny as much as I should love Travis Kelsey I even told Robbie he's a vaccine guy like he's He's team vaccine. I definitely should love him, but mm-hmm. I can't. Sorry.
1: I mean, I'm gonna the, be on the Kelsey train for a moment.
0: I I, I understand, <laughs> and I respect it for you. I really do. Just,
1: he, well, and just the fact that he is like, not he has, at least what he shows the public, no toxic male masculinity Energy. traits exactly sure. he lets her do her thing he's done that with all of his girlfriends in the past so it's not different because he's dating t-swift like he's just so secure and i mean <laughs> i've sent you tiktoks guys i'm trying really hard <laughs> to get leslie on so the Travis train and i've sent you TikToks. you've seen how he interacts with his nieces and how do you not just like crumble when you see those smile and how he just loves those girls
0: so cute because i have loyalty amber pat mm-hmm. bullen told me i can't like anyone in my division maybe one day maybe one day i can like him i like the other brothers fine he's whatever
1: I like The Other Brother. I think The Other Brother is really funny. You should watch The Other Brother. He has, um, well, you won't do it because I just told you to watch it. But there's a documentary on Amazon Prime called Kelsey. And it's all about Jason. And it's very good.
0: I've heard. It's Um, cute. Well, and we won't, I know we have plenty to talk about. We won't distract. I I don't even remember how we got to this point, so. it's okay.
1: (laughs) Because my, I will not give up on getting you to at least admit that. (sighs) Travis Kelsey's, oh, that's a decent right. it's, human.
0: That's it's because he's team team vaccine. That's why. Team that's vaccine. what I. And you team know Team ma-
1: seen team cool sweaters team not toxic masculine traits I think that if he didn't play for the Chiefs I think you actually would be
0: pretty obsessed with him. Oh obviously that's the thing but mm-hmm. he plays for the Chiefs so I just can't so <laughs> we all make choices in lives. Well and
1: the loyalty he has to that team because he's literally gone into interviews saying I've been told I can ask for more money but I would hate to not play for my team so like if that were his mentality for the Broncos you would be drop and draw talking about that man <laughs>
0: you know what maybe maybe mm-hmm. one day we'll find mm-hmm. out amber we'll but
1: just every time he says kansas we'll just pretend, pretend he says denver but i can't but we could pretend
0: i can't pretend because
1: <laughs>
0: I, I can't he's ugh. maybe one day maybe, maybe one, one day. day
1: um well friends we just finished up our october um and all of our fun episodes and like thank you to all of the, the explorers the listeners and the non for writing in their stories
0: seriously and interacting and like um growing and mm-hmm. it was it was such a fun episode yeah. and it just was like our first like real interaction you know what i mean like real mm-hmm. big interaction episode so um yeah let us know if you liked it let us know it, it just released in our real time mm-hmm. not that long you know just a couple well, days and, ago
1: yeah like it'll be a week for you guys so still not yeah. that long ago and, well, and, oh I true because we're behind <laughs> yeah and it's november 3rd and we are already in double digits for um Woo! downloads so people are still enjoying it so thank you to all of our listeners as well even if thank you didn't you. write in your ghostly stories
0: yeah. But we know that you did in spirit. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you're like me and you don't have a lot of ghostly stories to write in about. So you just That's enjoy okay. listening to others. <laughs> That's okay. Definitely. So, okay. So I figured we had a lot of spooky ooky stuff and this is still going to be weird. And I, I cannot mm-hmm. wait for your opinion. Cause I know that like you, I have been talking about this. There is actually from the very beginning of when we launched this podcast, we did a trailer And there is a little snippet of me talking where I say, I just want to go back to the beginning and learn it all. And that was a beautiful snippet to just like segue (laughs) into what the podcast would be. But guys, I was talking about what we're going to talk about tonight. So I have been talking at Leslie about
0: this (laughs) for years. (laughs) And it's funny, like, I don't, I should be obsessed with this. Mm -hmm. Like I should be like you, Mm -hmm. but I don't, for whatever reason, I'm just not. Mm -hmm. So like, I am a literal blank space. Like I got nothing in here. <laughs> I love Except that you
1: also threw in a Taylor Swift lyric um, after we talked that, about Travis Kelsey. <laughs>
0: that's the only Taylor Swift song I will tolerate. Um, but uh, <laughs> well, I got to go. cough. Sorry. And then I did lose my train of thought. I got distracted.
1: Um, you should be obsessed with this because I think a lot of people are obsessed with this.
0: As a kid so you know we've all talked about I've, I I uh, have lived a sheltered life mm-hmm. when like hit me hit me baby one more time came out my parents mm-hmm. for some reason were okay with me liking Britney and mm-hmm. uh there was like a while where it was like Britney everything in yeah. my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um oh we haven't even told people what we're fucking That was a beautiful segue. Sorry. <laughs> um
1: we're talking about britney spears people
0: <laughs> the icon the legend mm-hmm. Ugh, and her
1: book just came out and i've listened to it on audible twice and i bought the hard copy as well
0: is it going for her though like it's going to her right it's not going so to her.
1: that falls into stuff so okay
0: yeah and i don't i like know very basic information about that just mm-hmm. what was on tiktok when it was really trendy mm-hmm. um which i mean it is trendy now but you know when it was Was there like an HBO documentary? Yes.
1: Which is brought up in this book.
0: And I didn't watch that.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to start from my beginning with Britney. So much like Leslie, I was obsessed with Britney. Same thing. Hit Me Baby One More Time comes out. I couldn't have been more than six or seven. Like when this song came out, I honestly, like, I remember having her poster on my wall when I was in grade school. Yeah, me too. Mm Mm-hmm so and mine was oh let's describe the poster so mine was she had her beautiful long blonde hair she had like a greenish neutral top and it had like beads coming down and she yes. was holding on to the beads stepping through did you have the same poster ever
0: <laughs> get the fuck out of here
1: are you lying right now
0: I'm not lying to and you. And she's just like holding onto yes. the
1: beads and like she's in a slight crop top, but her pants aren't oh, as yeah. low as they eventually got with the low rise trend.
0: I mean, they're pretty hot, but yeah, no, yeah. that was uh, <laughs> that the same. And then David, my brother also had one too. It wasn't the same one, but... <laughs> <laughs> we had matching ones. I had a Hillary Duff one. He also had a Hillary Duff one. Oh,
1: see, I didn't have Hillary Duff. I got out of like the poster thing uh, by the time I got obsessed with Hillary Duff. But oh yeah. Gosh, no. So I was Anyway. Kinda, I was the same way, like obsessed with Britney at that kind of stage. And I do remember my mom kind of saying when things started to transition for Britney from like that hit me baby one more time stage to like a little bit more intense for her. I remember my mom saying like, I can't remember who she was talking to, but she was talking to a friend and Britney Spears gets brought up. And then my mom was like, yeah, she actually kind of stopped naturally stopped liking her as like that weird stuff started to happen. So like I knew it was on my mom's radar, at least that weird things were happening with Brittany. And she was aware mm-hmm. that there could have been a, st- a stage where maybe there were, needed to be a conversation or like a phase out of Brittany. But I guess I naturally did it without her having to oh, have a conversation. Good. Yeah.
0: That's good. Uh, so I did look it up. It came out in 1998. So yeah, we were five. Mm-hmm. Um And uh yeah, my parents, it, it wasn't like a you can't listen to this, but like there was a time in, in my life I wasn't allowed to watch um, MTV anymore. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to watch VH1. I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of those things. And um, it was that was, that was right around um, slave, slave for You.
1: Mm, yeah, which is when, where, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of big transitions there
0: that's so yeah so that was like i had like a barbie uh brittany barbie with like a concert oh my gosh and i had these like all these vhs's because my family would buy me vhs's mm-hmm. so, like there was one about her in hawaii and oh. i think about it on the i think about that fucking movie all the time <laughs> um i was like obsessed with it, it was team Britney all mm-hmm. all the way
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think what happened for me is I was really into Britney and then Spice Girls kind of just took over my life. So Mm -hmm. I had the Spice Girl Barbies, like my world quickly transitioned to Spice Girls, which is why I think I naturally just phased into something else.
0: See, I was opposite. My Spice Girls was on my cassette tape Mm -hmm. and I had a Britney CD. So okay. I went opposite. How yeah, funny no, is that? W-
1: yep. So I transitioned into Spice <laughs> Girls, and okay. the Britney poster ended up next to the Spice Girls poster at one point, and then the Backstreet Boys took over for a while. Like, and then Aaron, a, I just, R.I.P. Yeah. Aaron Carter. I was really oh, into him. Aaron. Mm-hmm.
0: Aaron's party, come get it. Yes, God, I had a karaoke <laughs> thing, and um, so did that was I. Defi- <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and it <laughs> wasn't an
1: Aaron singing, but I used to pretend that it was because oh, it was just man. a karaoke whatever.
0: <laughs> was it? Did you have like an ikara? Mm, I couldn't tell no. you. Oh, that's well, that's. A, <laughs> whew, I had an ikara, and it, yeah, what a flashback.
1: <laughs> so that's kind of like the beginning of Britney, right? And that's kind of her book is very informative. I feel like we stepped into her brain with this book because she did have a ghostwriter. Um, I couldn't find, because you asked, did the money go to her? Mm -hmm. I couldn't find that answer. And I think that is the most debated thing about this book is where is the money going? Because she so openly talks about disliking her parents and disliking the conservatorship and disliking the people involved in the conservatorship. She talks shit about that old lawyer she used to have, the one right before she found out she could have her own lawyer. Like, Mm -hmm. There is probably seven to ten chapters about the conservatorship in this book. And how do, she felt and what they did to her.
0: Do you have like an opinion or like a theory of what you think? If,
1: if, cause we'll jump into the conspiracy theories with Brittany. Cause there are quite a few. If somehow the breaking of the conservatorship didn't work for whatever reason. And this is like them trying to control and put something out they did not write themselves in a very good light. So they would have had to have a real big come to Jesus. We were shitty people. And I don't think those type Mm. of personalities could Mm -mm. do that. So I think these are Brittany's words. I really do. And you read them and it sounds just like her.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm ex- I'm very excited because yep. I was literally thinking about the Hawaii VHS the other day mm-hmm. and how genuinely happy she was. And I've seen her most recent videos and she just like, she used to have this like sparkle, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now she just looks so sad. Mm-hmm. So I think
1: this book starts from when she was a kid and it moves on to where she's at now. Well, mm, where she okay. was before it. Because it does talk about Sam being her husband. Um, or I'm sorry, not Sam. Um, what's... Ha- oh, it starts with an H. Hold on. Uh, the guy that they just like recently divorced that people are See, questioning.
0: Okay, she did get divorced to him. Isn't mm-hmm. she married? Or is that Sam? Who is she married right now? No. Who was the one that we, they thought that they faked the wedding?
1: This one. Hold on. Let me look up his name. Okay. It is is Sam. His name is Sam. Sorry. So it's Sam Ashgari.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So they got married um, and it talks about him being her husband. So it's not. By the time this went to publish, like it literally like this, this book got past the point where she could make changes. And I want to say within like two weeks, he they had filed for divorce. So that seemed a little calculated to me
0: does she talk about how weird it is that like in all of the photos that were on her Instagram, like she wasn't in them
1: if she so she doesn't talk about her wedding at all.
0: I just thought that was so fucking weird Mm -hmm. that like in we're, we're jumping ahead. We can, we can jump into the timeline and go, you know, have these conversations as it goes. But so
1: here, so in the beginning, in (laughs) In the beginning, um, I think what's interesting about this book, too, is you can tell it's someone who is attempting to recall things and she's sharing as much as she remembers. So it does kind of feel like it jumps around and jumps forward a little bit, but it kind of makes sense with like eventually like what we assume her memory is probably like. So in the beginning of the book, she explains her family dynamic. Her mom came from a wealthy family and her dad did not, but he was very good at sports. And he was very, um, he was like a rising star, popular, best football player at his school kind personality. Okay. She was, her middle name um, is based on her dad's mom. And I think it's Jean. If I remember right. Sorry guys, I listened to it twice within like since it came out on October 24th. I've listened to it twice. Oh my gosh. So like I I I know so much of it that some of the small details just kind of, you know, they get lost yeah. in the jumble. But I believe her middle name is Jean and she's m- named after that is taken after her um dad's mother who was Married to a pretty intense man who was the type of dad where if her, so her grandfather would tell her father that if he had a bad day at basketball practice or football practice, he would make him run laps before he was allowed to come get dinner after practicing all evening. Oh, And he wasn't allowed in the house or to eat dinner until he did a hundred of something or he, she just, he's a very intense demanding perfect perfection man okay nothing's good enough for him um so gene had a child who passed away um when when it was like a baby or a toddler and then she ended up um killing herself on that baby's grave um oh
0: my gosh
1: gene was sent away multiple times before that um and it's interesting her grandfather um that was married to gene all three of his wives ended up in asylums (laughs) <laughs> hmm. yeah yeah, okay.
0: So he's the common denominator exactly, and like mm-hmm. what's
1: what's crazy too is she says later in life, her grandfather was a kind person, like so he clearly did some reflection and regretted what he did, and he tried to change how he acted
0: Well that's good, I suppose mm-hmm. but yeah,
1: and then on her mom's side. Her grandma on her mom's side was from England and she met her, um, husband, uh, he was in world war one and they met while he was overseas and he convinced her to come back to the States with him and she always longed to go back to England and he wouldn't let her was the quote.
0: Oh, gosh, I bet she I bet she did worst mistake of your life. Girl. Yeah,
1: well, and she always longed to go back and he never even let her go back for a holiday or a family anything. anything. And his words were he was scared she'd never come back.
0: Yeah, you hate to see it. That, that's a big mm-hmm. yikes.
1: Well, isn't it like horrible to just know that? I mean, it was so many generations ago, but like these women were just like treated so poorly just because their husbands could.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think like um, I saw just I saw something on the Internet that just was like I think our generation is one of the first women who are going out and doing things and like being business owners. Like I think there obviously are some exceptions, but like Mm -hmm. I think the majority of our moms never thought that they could do something like this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So.
1: Yeah. So then also it kind of sets up because her dad's name is Jamie. I guess I can start saying it. Yes. So, yeah so jamie this sets up also the dynamic for jamie jamie is, is he saw the controllingness of his father he's a perfectionist but he's also a kid that never lived up to his dad's goals
0: expectations yeah, yeah. so i mean i <sighs> But hello pop pop me meat, meat kettle that's how many i mean for yeah. me at least
1: well, and what's interesting in this book too, so she describes her childhood, right? And she describes you know, her parents, it didn't seem like her parents were pushing her to fame. And she said she was kind of, you know, the tomboy that no one really like paid attention to and she wanted the attention, but her family just kind of ignored her. And of course, that's her feelings, that's how she felt growing up. But like
0: i've always heard the opposite
1: well and you'd think like as, as as parents they continued to take her to her auditions they continued to you know at one point she lived in new york and her mom was living with her and like her parents were together but not living t- you know together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so like this is the kind of the parts like i said where you can definitely tell it's someone's recollection who's you know, they're saying their story, but it also kind of like, it jumps so quickly. Like all of these chapters are no more than like seven pages. So, okay. Yeah. So it's almost like, sh- it's like, she's just writing down a memory and sometimes the memories don't flow together very well, but that is also probably all she can
0: remember. Right. I'm curious how much of her psyche has chosen to forget or what has, she, you know, how she had to block out uh just a survivor. Yeah. What have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So it's just very um there isn't a lot of filler fluff and maybe that's what I'm used to in books is like the the mm-hmm. overly descriptive like trying to make it, you know, one thing flow to the next like she's very much it, it feels like how I would sit back and remember like oh there was this memory and then I can't remember the timeline really but there was this memory. Um what I think is absolutely insane is that she admits that her mom was letting her drink at 13 when they were out, you know, kind of living and doing their own thing while she was at the Mickey Mouse, like, clubhouse and the things she did later in her pre-teens. Her mom was letting her, like, drink. And just her, make these decisions and do these things. that. And they drank together. Um, her mom let her drive in their small southern town and... At one point her mom found out at 13 she had been smoking cigarettes and she her mom actually caused an accident by taking Brittany's hands off the wheels and fighting with her off the wheel and fighting with her. Brittany was oh my driving. Gosh. They ran into a telephone pole and Jamie Lynn, her little sister was in the back seat, not in a child's seat, which she should have been at oh like God. age like two and they got in a car accident.
0: Jeez, louise
1: yeah so like dysfunction has been britney's life since the beginning clearly
0: how, how tragic i mean yeah. <laughs> but
1: to her it's normal like it wasn't even like i know Oh my gosh, like, yeah, I can't believe my mom let me drink at this age. Like, I would never let my kid... It was just like, it was our special, like, we called it our special time and our girl time. And I, you know, I drank daiquiris with my mom by the pool while we were waiting on, you know, my whatever I was working on in L.A. to be done.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, if they're good memories, then that's good, I suppose. Yeah, but, like, her mom, like, what the... Oh, that's so irresponsible, I mean. Oh,
1: so... The judgment.
0: I'm trying not to be a bitch. Oh, I'm judging hard. Well, you know, and you know more (laughs) than I do. I just am trying not to be a, you know, big C word here. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and then, so then it kind of transitions into she, it's really interesting. She recalls like when she is going deep into description, it's about her music, her tours. That's what she remembers. It's like, that's what she, you know, everyone has these markers in their life that helps them figure out stuff around it. Her music is that for her. She can remember like a tour, uh, you know, specific things about a tour and what she did. And then you can tell that she fills in the rest of the memories, but it's all based on her way to track it is through her music.
0: Well, that's good. That's when she feels the most alive. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I didn't know this, but what's interesting, she did the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse stuff. And then there was a long break where from like, 14 to 16 she was back home living a normal life
0: oh really she went back to like school and she went
1: back to school she went back to just her normal life and then her she had an agent and she had done small things here and there but her agent introduced her to her label and then it just like sparked at
0: 16 that's crazy imagine like now that you know 15 years later imagine being that age and having this crazy
1: amount of fame
0: mega you know pop star career Mm -hmm.
1: well and crazy so then it kind of segues into talking about her relationship with justin and it's really i think this i think this was the start of her break and she admits it too so her family was inconsistent her dad was an alcoholic he uh, would come home drunks and hit. he wasn't a, like he didn't hit people or anything like that she said oh, what good. scared her about him was he would talk to himself and it made her like and it was uncomfortable he would mumble and talk nonsense to himself and then he would just disappear for weeks at a time oh my
0: god What what the fuck
1: yeah. And then her mom, she said, you know, she always felt like her mom just liked fighting. And so she would scream and try to fight with him when he was plastered and like he wasn't making coherent mm. sentences. So it's almost like she. She liked the fight. What year is this? Um, This was when she was like young. Like before she got Mickey Mouse Clubhouse.
0: And okay. And that's when she was 13, right?
1: She, so she started doing that when she was like 10. So it was younger than 10. Um, But then she kind of transitions into talking about her relationship with Justin. And it sounds like that was like her stability. Um, She was really close with his family. She went to his family for Christmas. They never went to hers.
0: Oh, okay. So it was and I'm assuming I don't know very much about him mm-hmm. and his background, but did he, did he come from money or did he at least come from obviously, at least I mean I guess you can be stable. You don't have to have money. He just looks yeah. like a pretty boy. He looks like I he
1: think is. I didn't. It actually didn't talk about that, and I I don't know. That's a really good question. I think at minimum he came from a home where his mom could go on auditions with him. Oh yeah, and she, at one point. There was, I don't remember if it was like a family, something family happened for um Brittany and her mom Lynn and while they were doing Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and they didn't have enough money to fly home and Justin's mom paid for them to fly home. So the, mm-hmm. I think they were clearly above like, okay. but Brittany, like Brittany's family was very poor and yeah. like you know with the dad getting you know he would get jobs mm-hmm. that would last a couple they were always temporary last a couple months and then he was able to get it together for those couple of months that he needed to and then they would you know lay him off and he'd be on unemployment and that would be kind of the cycle just this vicious cycle that's really sad mm-hmm. and and he would look for temporary jobs so it wasn't like they were firing him he would mm-hmm. look for jobs that were temporary that's probably perfect for you know because I mean?
0: he yeah it sounds like he cannot stay in the same spot for very long yeah
1: exactly like eventually i think his alcoholism would catch up with him so then we segue into like britney and justin and she didn't really talk about how they like went from being friend like childhood friends which i didn't think about that either like when just in mm-hmm. the span of thinking about her life he literally had they've been friends since she was like eight or nine and
0: like ryan gosling
1: like the whole gang can Mm -hmm. you imagine yeah all of these they're just friends since they were like eight or nine you know and then she ends up when she's 16 oops i did it again stuff like that comes out and then like a year later she goes on tour with with in sync and Justin. So oh. she doesn't really talk about when they transition from friends to dating. Like it just kinda in the book it's like we were I was with my close pal, we went on tour together, and then it literally segues into Justin and I had a house in Orlando. Wow, okay. Like
0: so it happened. Yeah. So okay. and I don't
1: know. She she admits in the audio book cause she doesn't read the audio book. She reads the introduction and then it does say like a lot of these things are very hard mm-hmm. for me to process and very traumatic. And I, I can't reread yeah. them. Like I, I could barely sit down and have someone help me write them. I can't also sit of here course. and read it. So she hired, um, Michelle Williams, who's a fabulous actor in the greatest showman. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. her. Um, and so she is the one who reads the rest mm, of the book.
0: Okay. And didn't you tell me which people, I'm sorry. Didn't you tell oh me it's what? different than the written book? There's like different stuff.
1: So that's why I got the written book because I thought that that was the case. Cause so when the book came out, there was this huge article where it had said, um, it, it, it was describing like, a sexual encounter and it and it said britney had said go ahead and put it in and he said i did and my world shattered mm. <laughs> that wasn't in the audiobook and everyone was like it's about justin timberlake and justin timberlake's got a small peen yeah. and blah, blah, blah. that was that wasn't in the audiobook so i was like well you can still edit audio up until mm-hmm. it's released but you can't edit a book once it's been sure. printed so i thought Because I could... I listened to... That's part of the reason why I listened to it twice. I was waiting for that line. It never happened. So then I bought the Uh book. The book doesn't have that line
0: Oh, sneaky. So who... So it got cut, I guess, or just bullshit? Or she did say she wrote... She said she wrote three versions of this Mm. book. That sucks. (laughs) I, I, Mm -hmm. You hate to see it. Poor Jessica Biel. But that's when... (laughs) although i don't know if i can really trust them so uh i think justin
1: timberlake sucks um that's what i'm learning because he um it's not confirmed but he may have had an affair while jessica biel was pregnant with their second yeah i hate to see it there's a whole yeah i could go down a whole justin timberlake spiral maybe we'll see that well i'm not gonna (laughs) lie
0: i've had like some of his songs stuck in my head on a fucking loop. I can't get like, it's like what goes around <laughs> and comes back around. I can't get that song out of my head. It's mm. been in my head for like a oh month. God. It's one
1: of those. Oh gosh. See, so you were prepared. Well, <laughs> like when we
0: started talking about it, it's been stuck in my head ever since. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's well, a good it's a song. No, I, I it. unfortunately do like it, but at least I don't have to give him my money. Cause I just hear it in a loop in my head. I don't even need to listen yeah, to it in your head. <laughs>
1: Well, and I think, so it's really crazy. So people got stuck on that part when this book came yeah, out. Yeah, I right? heard that and too. And like, it's not even in the book. But what I think is weird is no one is talking about how it's not in the book, but it was such a big thing a week before the book came out. Like I have a TikTok. I saved it, I believe. So I'll make sure I share it with okay. the social, with our social if I did. But it's this british girl who's reacting to this quote and i commented on it and i said i have listened to the audiobook twice and this is not in there is it in the normal book which is a part of the reason why i bought the Mm -hmm. actual book because i was like i need to know yeah yeah did anybody
0: comment on your comment no no
1: one's commented so i feel like i found this thing and no one else is talking about it. that's so
0: strange because i remember seeing that too that um yeah and i and
1: no one's talking about how it's not in and the And I'm pretty book. sure the
0: the video I watched was, like, someone doing a voiceover, like, reading a, an excerpt, and it was about, like, so, hmm. Hollywood did some weird shit with that. So,
1: you guys, like, let me know. Yeah, like, let me know, because, I mean... I don't know cuz people are talking about how there was a specific date that she was allowed to make edits to. I don't mm-hmm. know how they know this information or whatever. And this quote came out a couple of days before the book was supposed to be released. And so these are already printed and bound and in the on their way to the stores or mm-hmm. already in the stores.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't he does that. I mean if he cheated so, on his pregnant wife, he definitely has a little dick energy, so
1: um, well, and unfortunately, so, and what's crazy too, so it, people started to talk about it a little bit more later, but she does go into detail about how she had an abortion Oh God. Um, and it was, and Justin was the father. I'm surprised you haven't heard this. Cause this is like the second.
0: I have tried. Out. Like so I've said, I told my FBI boyfriend, <laughs> no fucking Britney Spears <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and he listened. Always. He him. always listens. Um,
1: so There it's, it's pretty, um, detailed and intense. I'm going to leave it up to everybody else to read. I'm not going to read it. It's very, uh, it can be triggering Mm -hmm. for some people, but she pretty much admits that she found out she was pregnant at 19. Justin was not ready to be a father and he convinced her to get an abortion. He also decided that they couldn't take her to a hospital to do it because he didn't want to get caught. So a they somehow got pills for her and she had the abortion in their own. Oh my home.
0: gosh. You guys are rich. You guys are yeah. famous. You're telling me there's not some fucking doctor that can like do this under the table? Oh my mm-hmm. gosh.
1: Yeah. So she's in her bathroom and she talks about those moments and she... I think that that moment is... Because she... She was like, we were young, but I, w- we, we were gonna have a kid. Like she literally was like, I was gonna do it. But I loved Justin so much when he told me he wasn't ready to be a dad. She did it. He, mm-hmm. she did it, and she didn't want to. Mm. She
0: claims.
1: So there is what's really huge about all of this, is, um, shortly after the abortion. Justin starts to get really distant and again this is one of those moments in the book where she just kind of it doesn't explain why how like so I think it's just describing to me that Brittany just like she's just existing Mm -hmm. in her life and she doesn't understand why a lot of things are happening to her like she I think she's literally innocent well and (laughs) like
0: she's had no control over her life her for since the majority of her life since she was at least probably 13. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure she has had no control, no say in anything. She does anything. Mm-hmm. She probably eats. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. you know,
1: yeah. So she segues into dust or uh, Justin starting to get distant and she's trying to fight it, but like, but she's not describing how she's just like, I just noticed he was getting distant and it just kind of seems like it happens. And again, she's probably glazing over this stuff cuz mm-hmm. it's very traumatic for her, so she's just getting the gist out. And then he goes solo from In Sync and all of a sudden he breaks up with her over text message.
0: He broke up with her over a text? Yeah,
1: like shortly douche. after her abortion.
0: What a douche after the abortion that he wanted forced her to have. I mean, mm-hmm. Maybe so forced then, is the wrong word, but encouraged uh, her to have. She says forced. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay. Then yeah. it, as long as I'm not putting words in her mouth.
1: Mm-mm. So then it explains as well, like, so she's devastated, but she's on tour. Of course. So <gasps> this kind of like disassociation, disconnect. She's like, at one point I didn't even know what city I was in. Like I was just going through the motions because I was on tour and I was told I couldn't my label told me i couldn't pull out of these oh my gosh dates and she's devastated
0: it's like freaking katie perry russell russell yes. when just Holy toledo just do it yeah, yeah.
1: so Fuck then them. she also talks about how during their relationship justin cheated on her a lot and like she just kind of based on what she saw with her, her parents. And she just thought, you know, I thought this was just how relationships work. Like I loved him so much. I forgave him and I didn't even care. I just didn't want to know about it. And, and it's kind of like I gave him because I just loved him and wanted to be with him. Mm -hmm. I, I gave him every, I took every excuse that he said. Yeah, of course. So he cheats on her a bunch. And then she says at one point she's so sick and tired of, him cheating on her and her hearing about it in the tabloids and him just shoving it under the rug that she kisses her lead choreographer one night in a club. Okay. She told Justin about it and Justin admits we're young. This is going to happen. We're going to be together forever. Who, who cares? Okay. Then he comes out with his single and the, one of the (sighs) most popular songs on that single is cry me a river. (laughs) Where he, in the music video, has a woman who looks like Britney and depicts her cheating on
0: him. Uh Uh-huh. Isn't the lead choreographer... uh, Spoiler alert, don't they get married? No. Doesn't she get married to a choreographer? No. Is it a dancer?
1: Yes. (laughs) Ah, Kevin? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) K-Food. Yes. So then... Brittany comes out with a song um, called Every Time.
0: Ooh, classic. And
1: everyone thought that it was about Justin and her apology to Justin. But it's actually an apology to the baby she aborted.
0: Oh, It sounds I,
1: like a lullaby.
0: And how sad that you can't like come out and say that as much as you want to. You're right. It, like I love that song. You're right. It I do does. too.
1: It sounds like a lullaby and everyone had this aha moment after this book came out. So I think too, like just that level, her music, if we re listen, like lucky, lucky is one of my most favorite songs. It is Mm -hmm.
0: a bop. But if you listen to the words, Oh, it's so fucking literally
1: doesn't want to be famous.
0: It's so sad. That whole song is so sad.
1: Yeah. And she (laughs) says hundreds of times in this book, fame is not for her. She Aww. wants to, she's happy being a person who doesn't dress well, who is like a Southern girl. Like she doesn't girl. want yeah. everything
0: that comes with fame. That's really sad. Yeah. I have all these songs just playing in my head right I know. now. I'm just like bringing every, the 90s bops. <laughs> every single one that you said. Yeah. Just Rolodexing in my head. Yeah. So then
1: Brittany has to kind of push her feelings to a side and she goes on like three tours back to back.
0: Batty bitch, you know. Yeah. Back the to pain.
1: back to back. Three tours. And then she says at one point, like she goes you know, she doesn't have Justin's family anymore. She used to go see Justin's family at um his family's home. Now she has to go to her family's home for the holidays, Ugh. which she never did.
0: And they suck.
1: They suck she said jamie lynn is a big brat like because jamie lynn grew up in a different tax bracket than britney and Mm -hmm. her brother did jamie lynn is very spoiled jamie lynn bossed her mom around and britney said like if i had ever spoken to my mom like that like she would have gone old southern woman on me like
0: i didn't know britney had a brother
1: Mm -hmm. yeah an older brother his name's brian
0: brian
1: brian and britney
0: and jamie
1: Well, and what I think is interesting is her name is Jamie Lynn, which is literally her parents' names. Yeah, I know. So, So, favoritism. I
0: don't know shit. Yeah. No kidding. Well, Or narcissism. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So, she describes Jamie Lynn, like, she literally says, uh, to put it frankly, Jamie Lynn was being a bitch.
0: Yeah, I'm sure (laughs) she was. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: and Jamie Lynn got everything she wanted. Like, and she, you know, whether Jamie Lynn realized it when she was a kid, she definitely did as an adult. It was all in Britney. Britney paid like Britney mm-hmm. paid for her parents' home. She bought her mom a new home. Like she paid for their vacations. Like Brittany's success covered Funded
0: mm-hmm.
1: their lifestyle. Yep. Already. That was just out of the kindness of her heart. Brittany's success covered that.
0: There wasn't a censorship or anything like back then? No, Brittany just gave it to them. So you're because saying
1: she still had a, de- a delusional like she didn't know like she knew that her family was not like a loving, caring, whatever. But she still had like that loyalty and yeah, love her for parents, her family. Of course. Yeah. She bought her mom a house.
0: So pretty much that they probably didn't even need to like manipulate her into a censorship. She probably would have just helped them if they had asked or even not mm-hmm. even asked.
1: She was doing it anyways.
0: Yeah. Nice. That's great.
1: Yeah. So then she kind of talks about how she went back to her home for Christmas and she was not having a good time and she was unhappy with how the family dynamic had changed. And she hadn't been there enough to feel like, cause she also t- felt like she needed to set an example. Like she took it very seriously for her. She should have been the example that her sister saw. So it's then fast forward. Yeah. So then fast forward and she says she just has this realization that she can do whatever she wants. She's got money. She's got friends. So she took them all out to Vegas
0: for New (laughs) Year's. Yeah. I mean, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: just to kind of quickly go through, she talks about her partying stage and she said, I drank, she's like, I didn't drink excessively. I didn't have a problem. I didn't need to drink in the morning to go through my day. She said, but when I let loose, I
0: like to let loose. Yeah. Who doesn't? She's a, she's yeah. a party girl who isn't yeah. a party girl sometimes.
1: Yeah. And, but her family tried to manipulate it and twist it into, you have a problem. You need to go to rehab eventually.
0: Oh yeah. Cause that was the rumor, huh? That she had mm-hmm. like this really big problem. Mm-hmm. So
1: then she explains meeting Kevin Federline, her dance, her, good. one of her backup dancers
0: and At she Hardy ex- King just Uh kidding he's a piece of trash I said he's an Ed Hardy king oh he is but Uh,
1: but she talks about how they got married and he just gave her attention that she wanted that she hadn't had in a really long time and he was kind and he seemed to like her for who she was they got married and that personality completely disappeared on her dime she paid for him to have an apartment in the city so that he could record his Rap album, which she did throw in a bless his heart when she was talking about. Yeah, her. he thought he was a real rapper,
0: girl. That was <laughs> trash. Uh huh. We all heard that.
1: And then she at one point went because she just wanted to see him and spend Aww. time with him, and she had just had their first son. And security guards that she paid, they were on her bankroll, were keeping her out of the studio that she was paying, so that K Fed could have space.
0: That's ridiculous. And how sad is that, that she just, like you said, she just needed kindness. That's all she wanted. She just wanted to
1: spend time with her husband. Oh, poor thing. And she had been... So, what I didn't know is she was pregnant for almost two years. So, she had her first son. back-to-back? She had her first son, and she got pregnant within three months with her second. How
0: often does that happen? All the time.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So... She kind of explains, too, like, at that time, postpartum depression was not something that was discussed. And she thinks, like, having babies back to the back really messed with her. And then, of course, mm-hmm. you have the media who, I mean, they're bad now. But back in the early 2000s, oh. horrible, like, talking about how she's gained weight. And she's, like, literally
0: eight months pregnant. I know. I've, I'm have i on that. I've seen those videos on TikTok where they mm-hmm. say you know, do you remember when this celebrity, like Jessica was Simpson... Was the fat, yeah. Yeah, and the the photos that I remember, people claiming were, they were fat, I'm like, mm-hmm. they look healthy. And I mean, yeah. even like Matthew Perry, I overheard they were doing a... Someone was talking about him, I think it was on Entertainment, and mm-hmm. they were like, and the last time he was seen in public, he was looking fatigued and overweight, and it's like, fuck you, have some fucking decency. Yeah. Like, That's, which is a tangent, but that's just like the trash of humanity, in my opinion, that we, that we even talk about people's weight. Like it's something to be discussed. It's just, Mm -hmm. anyway,
1: Well, I mean, to be pregnant and be told that you're gaining like, duh, absurd.
0: (laughs) Well, she's growing a human.
1: She's got healthy, healthy babies is what that means. Exactly. So she kind of talks about this and I just, I hope her sons read her book.
0: Cause they're because they're jerks, I've seen.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, they're not. They record her when she's upset and being a mom, and they act really mean to her. Dickheads. So, and like this book is just full of love for them. Full Which of is
0: love. So sad. Sorry, excuse yeah. me. That's so sad. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think too, like they're teenagers, so I'm sure with time. And I they, hope had so. a, they had a rough life too, so. Brittany has both of them and then Kevin starts the divorce process and he keeps the kids from her and he's getting her parents involved in keeping the kids from her. And oh at my one, gosh. like she was three months out of having her second son and he went to the court and filed for like protective orders and stuff like that. And then They're paparazzi is horrible. They're following her like crazy. They won't leave her alone. They don't care that she's got her infant. Like celebrities have worked really hard to set boundaries. And there are laws now in California that were not a thing back then. Mm -hmm. And she said she couldn't even like go to Starbucks to get a drink without it being flooded with paparazzi. And this is coming from a girl who admits she doesn't want anything to do with fame. Right. She she wants to make her music and she would love to make music and never go on tour.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, Okay, so d- I'm just going to step it back. You said that mm-hmm. he got her parents involved. Like, what's the point of her parents taking away her sons? Like, what do they gain from that? Well,
1: this opened up the option for the conservatorship.
0: Oh, my God. So they use it, like, as manipulation. Yes. What a so, trash human. <laughs> mm-hmm. Humans. Yeah. Yes.
1: So he is able to get a uh, rush order custody of his his children. And w- unfortunately it's kind of like you can just see the spiral happen. And when she explains it, it makes so much sense. Yeah. Because at one point she's not allowed to see her kids for three months. Her, her infant sons, one of them is just three months old. Oh like, my gosh. Not An bonding infant, yeah. with his mother. That's so sad for Taken both of from them. her. Yes. Taken from her. And then at one point, like, she's going over to Kevin, Kevin's house almost daily, knocking on the door. Please let me see my sons. Please let me mm-hmm. see my sons. She's paying for his legal team to take her sons away.
0: And does she realize that? I mean, does she...
1: she it's been approved by the court that he take <sighs> care of her... That she take care of his legal fees because he's filing for spouse. She still pays his bills to this day. To this day? Yes. It's ridiculous. Because... He's what a fucking got sold, loser because he's she pays ch- like child, child support. support and spouse support because he got used to a certain type of lifestyle when they were married. <laughs> what
0: a trash fucking what a piece of shit.
1: Which this happens to other rich people. And it's you know it, it's just as horrible if a woman does it to a man like yeah. including if they weren't there for the the beginning struggle of making the money. Like it's just OK. I I'd love to say I got used to a rich lifestyle and I deserve more money
0: well and it sounds very Make intentional it. if he was like super nice and like was kind to her and then the second they got married the second he didn't have to like court her he mm-hmm. flipped the switch and was like nope well, Got her pregnant got exactly. babies exactly. with her mm-hmm. it just seems incredibly intentional and yeah like planned out
1: and this is to go to show how amazing of a person she is she describes how people were making fun of kevin when the divorce happened and they all were like comedians a lot of people were all on britney's side of like oh my god this guy's trash and she said Mm -hmm. it didn't help i wanted them to stop because i was in the middle of a custody battle and they're out here making fun of him and every time he felt embarrassed or made fun of he took it out on her Mm. in the custody battle Mm -hmm. so no one helped britney
0: (laughs) yeah that's a good point
1: like as a human race we have failed like the human race has failed this woman Mm. so Then she explains like everything. So there's a lot of paparazzi pictures of her trying to get in, like trying to see her babies and get to Kevin's house. Mm -hmm. She finally is approved to see her kids and they give her an hour after she hasn't seen them for months. (laughs) And then they start to come in and say that they're going to take her take her kids so she runs to the bathroom and locks the door because she just wants a little bit more time and they promised her she could have it at the beginning of the visit and then they were taking them away early Mm -hmm. so she locks herself in her bathroom she's crying she's upset she just wants her kids and they called swat and swat broke the door down and ripped her babies out of her arms
0: i remember that this happening in real time too Mm -hmm. yeah how traumatic for both of for all three of them but
1: so then you remember in real time Back then,
0: oh, this, they was they were trashing her.
1: Yeah, it, it was. She was crazy. She yeah. was, and when she explains it, it's like oh, she explains of course. all of the things that led up to what happened, and it's like, oh my god, you just like, if if you fell into a trap.
0: Well, and I, I mean, we right? She fell into a trap, and then we, as a society, I mean, I guess. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say that we didn't fail. We did fail, but we were lied to as well. I mean, we were told one narrative, which just goes to show there's always two stories and there are two sides. And
1: and it goes to show how good of a person she is, because she didn't come out and try to say her side. She just wanted to be respectful of Kevin because she loved him. She wanted to be respectful of Justin because she loved him. She loved these guys so much. She didn't want to trash them.
0: You don't think it was, like, that she didn't think she could? I mean, you don't think that... No, she no, literally she just says, didn't like, she to. had love mm-hmm.
1: for them, and she still loves them.
0: Well, well she's a good person. She's got she's a, a, be- very a beautiful good heart. Person. Yeah. hmm
1: So, then she kind of explains, like, the head shaving stuff. So, her Ooh. aunt that she was very, very close with passed away. Her oh. babies were taken from her. Like, just horrible things happened one thing after the other one thing after the other she shaved her head her family was like disgusted because they didn't think she looked nice anymore or (laughs) beautiful anymore and she there's those pictures where she like attacks a paparazzi with umbrella an umbrella Mm -hmm. and she was like he followed me we asked him to yeah well that was in that documentary that you were asking about on hbo they had him in the documentary with with the girls that did Free Britney, it was very, like, it was off-putting. I didn't like it. Yeah, why was he there? Because they wanted to get an insight of what paparazzi was like. So he was there. He claims that they, he cared about her. You grow to love these celebrities. That's not and true. she, and her friend is like, just leave us alone. Come on guys. And so she's like, I reacted and they loved that. And so I attacked him with my umbrella because I wanted to be left alone. And he right. wouldn't leave me alone. And she says at the end of that documentary, he says, but we got the shot.
0: Exactly. He's a fucking trash human. Like he yeah. doesn't give a shit about her. He no, he's looking was for was a, a paycheck. paycheck. Mm-hmm. So
1: the the haircutting and all of this kind of snowballs and then her family starts to step in and she's hanging out with this gentleman that used to be paparazzi, but he, like, he was a solid person. He cared about her. They spent a lot of time together and then, like, her family stepped in and they wouldn't allow him to see her anymore. And then the conservatorship gets
0: brought up. Now, I, I want to... Like oh, a big Italian it. guy, uh, I don't maybe know. not. I do. I, don't I was know. just was he like a security person. I feel like I remember the, him her being with like a normal human. He
1: he transitioned. So he was originally like a photographer, and then he transitioned into like okay. being very protective of her. Um. So I do want to read you. It's yes. one chapter. It's three pages. <laughs> oh yeah, we're good. So uh, this is just talking about the conservatorship. So okay. A conservatorship was created supposedly because I was incapable of doing anything at all feeding myself spending my own money being a mother anything so was it so why was it that a few weeks later they had me shoot an episode of how I met your mother and then sent me on a grueling world tour after the conservator- conservatorship started my mom and my brother's girlfriend got short haircuts and went out to dinner drinking wine paparazzi were there taking their picture it all felt set up my dad took my boyfriend away and I could not drive. My mom and dad took my womanhood from me. So they forced her to get on birth control mm. is what she means there. It was a win-win for them. I remained shocked that the state of California would let a man like my father, an alcoholic, someone who would declared bankruptcy, who'd failed in business, who would terrified me as a little girl, control me after all my accomplishments and everything I had done. I thought about advice my father had given me over the years that I'd resisted, and I wondered if I'd be able to resist any more. My father presented the conservatorship as a great stepping stone on the road to my comeback. Just months earlier, I'd released the best album of my career, but fine. What I heard in what my father said was, she's great now, she's working for us, it's a perfect situation for our family. Was it great for me, or was it great for him? How fun, I thought. I can go back to working again like nothing at all happened. Too sick to choose my own boyfriend and yet somehow healthy enough to appear on sitcoms and morning shows and to perform for thousands of people in a different part of the world every week. From that point on, I began to think that he saw me as put on the earth for no, reason than, no other reason than to help their cash flow. At my house, my father took over my little study and my bar area and turned it into his office. There was a bowl there that had a bunch of receipts in it. Yes, here's my confession. I was so nerdy that I kept all my receipts in a bowl. Each week, I would add up my expenses, old school style, and keep track of my deductions for taxes. Even when I was going through a wild spell, the fundamentals of who I was as a person were still there. To me, that bowl of receipts was proof that I was still capable of managing my affairs. I knew musicians who did heroin, got in fistfights, and threw TVs out of hotel windows. Not only didn't I steal anything or hurt anyone or do hard drugs, I was keeping track of my tax deductions. Not anymore. My father shoved aside my bowl of receipts, setting up his things on the bar. I just want to let you know, he said. I call the shots. You sit right there in that chair, and I'll tell you what goes on. I looked at him with a growing sense of horror. I'm Britney Spears now," he said.
0: Oh my gosh! Doesn't that just give you goose pimples? What a fucking dickhead! But Ugh. I mean, it's three pages,
1: but how she lays it out so beautifully. Oh, she well, did. You-
0: she was keeping track of taxes. that's the cutest thing i've ever heard right (laughs) very sweet of her she was keeping track of taxes in a fishbowl in her bar (laughs) she's like shakira getting fucking tax fraud Not that couldn't be me me. (laughs) exactly i do my own
1: well and then how she lays out her dad's personality filed for bankruptcy couldn't keep a job had a business that went under like what the
0: fuck was the judge thinking he was a man he said yes to this he was a man. I'm sure they laid out this, you know, they, they had the pop. Honestly, I think the paparazzi in the negative press worked in their favor. And I think yes. they knew that it was going to work in their favor. Yes. And um, I'm curious if they maybe even pushed her or like pushed some behavior, some events or behaviors because they knew it would help them in the long run. Mm Hmm.
1: Well, and it was really interesting because when she talks about, you know, because like her baby's getting taken away and the and the shaving her head happened pretty closely together. Yeah. And she said, when I explain it to people, it makes sense. And she explained it to one of her friends, and one of her friends said, if my kids were being taken from me, I'd do more than just get a haircut,
0: which is literally what she did. Well, and honestly, I think it makes it makes a hundred. Even if I didn't know like her side of the story. I think we all knew that there was a custody battle. Mm-hmm. Of course she fuck it. I mean, like, and I know our How generation... many of us
1: got haircuts after breakups or changed our hair color after oh, a breakup?
0: Yeah. Like they say, like, don't get bangs when you're sad. You like, That's <laughs> like a whole fucking thing. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: Yeah. I'm so, so sad for her. But when she breaks down everything that has happened, it's not that big of a deal. It's not this big thing. It's clearly, you're right, the media and I'm sure her family manipulating it because yeah. her mom came out with a book and did a book tour right after the, you know, shortly after the head shaving thing and said, we're getting her back on track. Oh, really? They set up this narrative for her to be insane.
0: Yeah, it was all part of the plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, they also probably obviously wanted to discredit her about something, mm-hmm. whether it was how they treated her, whether it was about how her dad had a drinking problem or You know, was this, this, that, or that, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. they wanted to discredit her and take away. I think what it was is like greed. He Mm -hmm. was in charge of her finances.
1: He was in charge of her medical, like, and in in the book, she explains she was their, their performing monkey. Mm -hmm. They would do, you know, they would do, they did the world tour. And then they did her residency in Vegas and she did it for so long. No one has ever been do never mm-hmm. done a residency as long as her, they were calling her the queen of Vegas. They oh, yeah, promised I remember. her, they promised her that she could take a summer off and she was like, okay, cool. I just got to get through till the summer. Cause she wanted to take her kids to Hawaii cause they did that frequently. And that was something mm-hmm. they all enjoyed. And then right before it would have been, been given the okay for three months off they were like well actually like we signed you up for another vegas um (sighs) residency fuckers and that's when i don't know if you saw it but it was it was pretty recent it was like right before the conservatorship like all came to light and the free britney thing started but that was when um mario lopez announced to every like it was the big grand announcement that she called her the queen of vegas and she was going to announce her second you know, or a, it was like her second round of residency, but it was mm-hmm. probably like her sixth year of doing it. And they played songs and had dancers and she walked out and she was supposed to go out on stage and perform. And she kept walking into a car. Oh. That was the first time she didn't do what the conservatorship wanted.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause she's, of course she was upset. They had literally told her it was a compromise and then mm-hmm. they just swiped out under out from under her without any, objections yeah. at all or anything
1: well and then that's when so there are two girls who started the free britney movement and they actually had a podcast that i listened to um from the beginning and i stopped a little bit right before they kind of were figuring stuff out and there, the it was called toxic it's it's still up it's a great mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but they um they originally started it because they were just like britney spears is doing some weird shit on her instagram let's talk about it
0: you know and it was weird
1: Yes, it was. And then it started she started leaving breadcrumbs that led people to understand this conservatorship. So she brings them up in the book and she appreciates them starting this movement cuz it gave her the confidence to do this, but when she walked out on that s- announcement, they put her in, they forcibly put her in a psych hospital and they changed her medication so she ha- admits that she had depression obviously um she's been on i think she said prozac for a really long mm-hmm. time they took her off prozac and put her on lithium oh my god which is a very dramatic change yeah. lithium is lithium like is a sedative as well right
0: right you're passed out you're just sitting there yeah
1: and that is what her grandma was on when her grandma committed suicide and, so she's like, and she said it doesn't get past me that I was on the same medication that my grandmother I was. was.
0: Just, I was just going to ask, do you think that was intentional? How I shitty is that? I
1: don't know. But yeah, so <laughs> once the Free Britney movement started getting traction, then people started demanding to know why she was where she was. And the doctors couldn't lie anymore and say that she was a danger to herself or others. And that's what got her released. And then she was able to, then she started learning. People were helping her learn. Good that she so during this whole conservatorship she had no idea that she could hire her own lawyer she used the lawyer that her dad appointed to her
0: of course she did why wouldn't i mean if that's been her whole life she probably did have no idea she could do it so madonna is the one who started figuring out for her how to
1: get out of the conservatorship that's sweet so it's an amazing story i've gone long (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's all of these details are so important because at one point in britney's book she said i don't think anyone will actually ever know the real me anymore she's so guarded she's like and she's made she's made it very clear she does not want to be famous she doesn't want to go on tour she loved her music but she didn't like anything that came with it yeah so there are conspiracies um, I don't know if you know about them, but a lot of people think that the conservatorship has replaced Brittany with a body double that, and they do AI on her
0: face. Yes. And that there's like a filter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've seen things see about like her glitch. Yeah. I saw the glitch. Mm-hmm. I've also th- seen things about her teeth mm-hmm. um, and how different her teeth look. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I've seen that. I've also seen that people think that she, you know, died years ago and that mm-hmm. this is a you know a stunt double basically so um, what do you think about all those so kind of like what i was talking about when i was a kid and how happy she was mm-hmm. the Brittany that i remember she has the best smile she has a beautiful smile she has amazing teeth and i mean i guess maybe if she was on lithium that could really impact but her she didn't need for years yeah so maybe that's why her teeth are so different now um i guess i would yeah i guess i didn't realize that but um it does look different the the filter thing is not so surprising Mm -hmm. everybody does feel i mean i'm not kidding every single video you like i don't think people realize it even if it doesn't say there's Mm -hmm. a filter on it like every video you watch on tiktok has a filter Mm -hmm. and you know that's fine whatever and so i'm not really that like Weirded out about that. Mm -hmm.
1: So, I read a really interesting comment that I actually didn't think about, but she grew up in the era where they were people were fat shaming her because she was pregnant. So, she probably has really bad body dysmorphia or Mm -hmm. minimum, like she's just very insecure. And so, people explained the filter thing and they were like, if she's insecure and worried about what people will think of what she looks like, of course, she's using a filter. Of course, she's using a filter. Mm -hmm. Um, and the question of like where the money for the book goes. So here's the weird stuff. So people did an article on her right before the book came out and it was, um, someone did some research and I'll see if I can find that TikTok. But it said that she sent in her own picture. People didn't do like a photo shoot with her. And it was of her, a picture of her a couple years ago on vacation. But also the article said that because they did an interview, but the interview was all done on email, not even on Zoom. Mm -hmm. That's kind of weird. So the question is, here's where I think we are. Either this like body double. I don't think she died years ago, but they've clearly sent her away and people didn't know. They kept her Instagram going like everything was normal. Mm -hmm. Her super fans caught on to it because they were posting old pictures Right, Not right. active pictures. Mm-hmm. So either that has happened again. And somehow, whether the conservatorship is done or not, somehow there's something happening behind the scenes. Or this woman said she wanted nothing to do with fame. She just wanted a quiet life. At one point, she thought she was going to quit music and open up a boutique with her friend somewhere in the South. <laughs> so I think she finally has a choice because the conservatorship made her do world tours they Mm -hmm. made her do vegas a vegas residency the longest anyone has ever done a vegas residency back to back she was a money machine they were not gonna let her stop the conservatorship is over she gets to stop
0: but like why is she on instagram like dancing with knives then
1: Cause I think that she wants to play into it. I think that she wants people. She's like, this is what you've made me. Like, I don't think she is fully stable. I don't think, I don't think she's conservatorship unstable, but I don't think she's stable. She's been on lithium for years and didn't need it. She's been a a trained monkey in doing all of these things for her friends and life. Yeah. Like everyone that she's met has taken advantage of her and she did nothing but love all of these people unconditionally nothing from them nothing according to her side exactly Mm -hmm. she wanted love and attention
0: well i mean i think it'll make me sleep better if i go with the second option that Mm -hmm. um it's a choice on her end but honestly if i'm real yeah i don't know her behavior on Insta, like the the videos are just weird for me
1: scary yeah
0: and i agree and just as someone who like truly does like to you know just breathe in the corner and have no fucking like uh I don't know you yeah, know I don't I don't like my photo taking things like that like you don't see me I'm definitely not dancing with knives and <laughs> in my bikini you know what I mean and, and I so I don't know to answer your question
1: I, yeah I mean I just think that so here here's a little part at the end of the book from all those years, making myself do what I was told and being treated in a certain way, I've come to see what kind of people I want to be around and what kind of people I don't. So much of the media was cruel to me, and that hasn't changed just because I'm out of the conservatorship. There's been a lot of speculation on how I'm doing. I know my fans care. I'm free now. I just, I'm just i just being myself and trying to heal. I finally got out, got to do what I want, when I want, and I don't want to take a minute of it for granted. Freedom means being goofy, silly, and having fun on social media. Freedom means taking a break from Instagram without people calling 911. Freedom means being able to make mistakes and learn from them. Freedom means I don't have to perform for anyone on stage or off stage. Freedom means that I get to be as as beautifully imperfect as everyone else. And freedom means the ability and the right to search for joy in my own way on my own terms. It took a long time And a lot of work for me to feel ready to tell my story. I hope it inspires people on some level and can touch hearts. Since I've been free, I've had to construct a whole different identity. I've had to say, wait a second. This is who I was. Someone passive and pleasing. A girl. And this is who I am now. Someone strong and confident. A woman. So here's what I think. I think that you know how it's kind of like the Disney Channel thing like these girls who are Disney Channel stars for their adolescence and then they kind of pull a Miley Cyrus and they they'll they'll do drugs well they'll break free and they'll just want to be the complete opposite of how they're Mm -hmm. perceived I think she's doing that I think she has been Mm. controlled for so long that now that she has no control it's going to be weird and it's going to be funky and she's going to Do a Miley Cyrus and and hump a foam finger because she (laughs) Mm -hmm. mentally needs to just do weird shit because she wasn't allowed to do any of that. She wasn't allowed to control how she looked Mm -hmm. what any of that. So she's going to go completely off the wall and eventually she'll come back. Like, I mean, I don't know if you've seen any interviews with Miley. I'm bringing up Miley Cyrus because she's pretty relevant with that. But her interviews now she's like total stoner girl normal
0: i really like miley cyrus i've always really liked miley cyrus me too yeah uh like wrecking ball came out and just like truly changed my life Mm -hmm. um and uh i yeah i've always liked her Um, yeah
1: so i think with like how she says with freedom she gets to do all this stuff but i think you can get overwhelmed with freedom when you had none of it
0: yeah for sure so you're gonna do weird shit and you're gonna
1: get people talking about you
0: it's like the nerdy kid who has no friends in high school and is sheltered. College. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Goes to college and goes ham and gets, mm-hmm. you know, on academic suspension. Not yep. that didn't, didn't <laughs> happen to me. That just happened to someone that I know. I won't yeah. we'll name names. But. <laughs>
1: so I think that's what's happening. I think that she is just doing what she wants, no matter how normal or weird it might seem. And I think in a couple years we'll see a little bit calmer, but also like, I think her fans need to start respecting the fact like if they really read what the book is saying, Mm -hmm. if they listen to her lyrics, she doesn't want to be famous. She doesn't want the attention anymore. She thought she did when she was younger. She did a good job with it. And once people started to turn on her and she started to struggle and clearly she's a person who likes to struggle privately Mm -hmm. and not blast it to everybody. She saw the other side of the coin. And she just wants to exist.
0: Poor thing. Well, that makes me feel like a really good fan then because I have neglected her. Um good. I think yeah, she loves exactly. Perfect. So then I'm so glad that I've teamed Brittany for life. I mm-hmm. can, you know, successfully say that.
1: Yeah. And I think that she should be able to if she wants to continue oh, yeah. to bring out music and stuff. Like, I think that's great. I don't think that there's a body double. I can't explain the teeth thing. I mean... The only thing Maybe I they were veneers. Of, Maybe she just like, she never got them fixed and she just wore fake teeth.
0: It's possible. I'm just curious if it really is the lithium thing. I didn't realize that she was on lithium. I don't know what lithium does to your teeth. I'm, I'm sure it doesn't do great things to Mm-mm. your teeth, you know? No. Yeah. So I mean, I know what, what my the condition of my teeth and i don't fucking take lithium but i take yeah. other, sh- you know what you I mean so mm-hmm. other medications mess mm-hmm. with it yeah yeah for sure so, so.
1: and i mean i mean sh- her mom was very toddlers and tiaras so there what's who's to say Ugh. that she didn't just have fake teeth you know like
0: patsy klein shit yeah yeah um, yeah you're probably so, right
1: yeah so
0: there's wow Britney. amber Welcome Nicely to my done. obsession. Thank <laughs> you. You did so good. And how much sleep have you lost? Um, oh my god. Well, you've read the book. You said what? Twice. listened to it once. So you've pretty much read it three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a pro. Yeah. So. In like a week, you're crazy. I know. You're well, not just, crazy. You're dedicated. I just.
1: I am. I'm dedicated, and I just like. I don't know, like. The women from the early 2000s that were making headlines, so, like, the Paris, the Lindsay, the Britney, like, humanity failed them. Humanity Mm -hmm. was waiting for them to fail. And, like, you know, Britney brings up in her book that she knows that a picture of her was keeping a lot of magazines in business.
0: Yeah, that's true, that she probably kept a lot of people from losing their job. Mm -hmm. Um, Because of this obsession. Yeah, but it just is disgusting that people love to see young women fail. Fail.
1: Well, and so I love this era because they're all making comebacks. You know, Lindsay's. I know thriving and doing well and pregnant and like
0: very coming very out happy. with a Mean Girls too. I just saw today. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, I, like,
1: I Paris has a baby, got married. Like, she's a DJ. Like, she's a DJ. She does all this, like, amazing mm-hmm. entrepreneurial stuff that she's not, like, she probably got, you know, help in the beginning, but she's making her own money, which was her goal. She didn't want to just live off of the Hilton stuff. Right. And, like, Britney's coming back, and Britney's doing what Britney wants. And Britney wants to stay in her home, dress in her Target clothes, and and do weird dances because that's what makes her happy.
0: And there's nothing wrong with that, Brittany. Mm-hmm. You do you. You let yeah. your freak flag fly. Yeah, I'm girl. For it. Mm-hmm. So that is, woof.
1: Britney Spears.
0: Good job. <laughs> do you feel like uh, you can let take a breather now?
1: finally yeah like i've been taking in all this information i finally get to like spew it at someone
0: <laughs> now you're gonna have to listen to britney have a little britney marathon mm-hmm. i'm going to so
1: oh yeah like and that the documentary that you talked about on like hbo or whatever it is a very good documentary i hate that the the paparazzi is in it, it but like yeah, the girls who started the free britney um movement are the main focus and they're very special
0: girls oh yeah they i'm sure i mean obviously had amazing intentions and mm-hmm. brought light to something that was happening right from under our noses you yeah know?
1: yeah like they were the ones that just because they once a week were looking at her instagram posts and started to pick up
0: on cues it's amazing <laughs> that intuition you guys gotta trust that shit mm-hmm. i have none amber has really good intuition i <laughs> am working on it but it's a gift for those who have it for sure yeah well friends that was a good one thank you good job amber great job thank you so much um i feel i i've got a phd in britney now so yeah i mean welcome welcome to the club (laughs) i'm excited i feel like i've you know just been a a lurker and like like a Mm. really shitty member for a long time so yeah
1: well, you guys, if you want to comment on any of our social media posts, tell us what you think. Um, do you think Brittany's been replaced with AI? Do you agree that she's just having a Miley moment and experiencing 100% freedom for the first time in 13 years? So I'm
0: so curious. I want to know. So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, you let us know what you guys comment, think. Comment, comment. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And on that note, I'm exi- well, excited for next right. week. Uh, we already know we know what it's going to be in real time. So, um, ooh, that could be something else. Mm-hmm. Put your guesses and yeah. you know down there too. What do you think? Yeah. What are we talking about? Of all the things, did you enjoy the creepy mm-hmm. October? You know, or are we going to stick with the the weird shit? I mean, it's always always going to be weird because we're weird. But what what's it going to be? Yeah.
1: I think it's just yeah. I love the idea that it is just whatever we whatever we think is weird or unexplained (laughs) Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about so some days you're going to get stories uh like we did in october and then other days you're going to get britney spears and what we're talking about next week when we go from britney spears pivoting (laughs) to to what we're talking about it's going to be amazing
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you're not going to want to miss it so make sure you subscribe follow um you know we're on facebook instagram tiktok um you know the places you know the drills yeah do your thing
1: Yeah, friends. And until then, we'll spook you next week. Bye. Bye.